1: Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where sometimes the things are so obvious they punch you in the eye teeth, and other times you just didn't really realize what that tickle in the back of your neck was all about until, oh my goodness, all of a sudden the third person mentioned it, and you were like, dude, Siri, remind me on Friday at 2 p.m. that this is a thing.
0: (laughs) Sometimes the tickle in the back of your neck is your eye teeth.
1: That too. Yeah, that good one. Good point. Good point,
0: Tom Merritt. By the way, in our continuing coverage of how wrong can Tom get, <laughs> AOC does a record-setting Twitch stream of a month. I, mean,
1: I feel like you might have manifested somehow. Like you might have like created, which by the way, right.
0: something manifesting. You might like have I created saw a small seed of doubt, and and Manny was like, ha, 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 ha. a tsunami. <laughs> Of thingness. Amazing. We're having
1: tournaments at work now. This has never there is no game in history where we are now organizing tournaments at work. Like we're gonna have a team among us tournament. Yeah, it's it's like an err thing. It's the thingest thing that's come along since like little Nas X.
0: Yeah, we were on Little Nas X. That's gotta hurt. Uh, on our yeah. own. Uh, I know. we needed we needed Manny for
1: we tried. Rich and I tried to save you from yourselves on that
0: one. I'm just going to say. <laughs> well, you know, these things, this is how we learn. You know, this is it's how we important. grow.
1: This, what, what you're witnessing here is the excellent modeling of accepting mistakes, mm-hmm. acknowledging mm-hmm. them, moving on together in a productive and frankly, fun and entertaining way for everyone. Right. Tom is a who,
0: grown up. Who could possibly learn from this? in the world today i have no idea no idea no
1: no, that's a comment on literally almost nothing
0: nothing at all
1: almost almost nothing
0: uh (laughs) speaking of nothing my first thing is uh is it's kind of a check i want to check on this i've noticed more folks responding especially on social media Uh, with instead of no, or a more aggressive, uh, you know, like you're wrong, just starting their contradictory statement with nah, NAH. Yep. It kind of softens the blow.
1: It kind of does. It's like friendlier a little bit. No less negating. I mean, it's a no, it's a hard no, but it's a friendly hard. No.
0: Yeah, it's I, I have found when it when I am on the receiving end of it, that I don't get my backup as quick. I'm not, you know, it's not like, no, man, you're wrong. And I don't get the impulse to be like, no, you're wrong. And it's an XKCD comic. Suddenly it's the nah, I just think this. And it's like, oh, well, they just think that that's fine.
1: Yeah. you You know what? How was that not invented sooner? The (laughs) kindler, the kinder, gentler. No, it's sort of like you can either lay on the car horn or you can do the little like the fist bump, the beep beep. Yep, yep. And the beep beep is like you don't get mad about that. Like you're like, oh, thank you. That's so.
0: There are still situations where it may be better to not even say nah to just engage in more productive uh, mm-hmm. conversation but if if you're gonna do it i feel like this is a better way to do it for sure it's
1: really true yeah i suggest a nice yes and yeah
0: yes and most is the, instances uh, yeah mm-hmm. go with the improv way that's the ideal
1: you're totally right though and this is such a good this is such a good and classic like tom find because it's very detailed subtle <laughs> and not the kind of thing you would think would rise to a thing
0: uh-huh. exactly
1: and then you realize, oh, my God, you're totally right. I see this everywhere. My son does it
0: constantly. I constantly. thought you were going to say it was a Tom thing because it's noticed by someone who's constantly corrected on the internet.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, I wasn't thinking any of that, but we did just go deep there, didn't we, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Or maybe um, maybe your people on Twitter are
0: more corrective, perhaps. Or nicer, nicer about it. Honestly, mine more are corrective all, and nicer about it.
1: minor straight up, still just no period, no. Yeah. So Ooh, I like yours. Good
0: point, Rich, our, our producer points out that nah feels like it's right alongside low key. It's low key no.
1: Oh, that is so good. Mm-hmm. Low key no, nah. Mm-hmm. Somebody should go yeah. edit Urban Dictionary right now. That's do incredible. It. Hurry, run, cite the our
0: show. Would you do?
1: It's <laughs> incredible. Um, unlike Tom's subtle piercing noticing of the evolution of Mm. the English language. (laughs) I have chosen as my first thing, something that is really more punch you in the eye teeth. And yet I think is still worthy of discussion. And that thing is Borat.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Punch you in the eye teeth is absolutely right. And Borat is everywhere right now.
1: Everywhere. And on the one hand, it's not on the one hand, it wouldn't seem like a thing because like, yeah, there's a movie coming out and a right. lot of people are talking about it and that happens all the time and it doesn't become a thing like that. Christopher Nolan thing, whatever, Tenet, not a thing. right?
0: Yeah, not a thing.
1: And You're again, right. it's, the, That's, it's the inexpressible. There's an, there's an amplifier effect or something, some inexpressible difference that makes one thing a thing and the other thing, not a thing. Bora is a freaking thing. Help me understand why.
0: I okay, we'll work we'll work through this together. But you're yeah. absolutely right because I was going with you on this simply on the face of every movie that comes out has a little bit of press, but this one's seeming to get more, right? Mm-hmm. In different arenas. Uh that alone would make it a thing above and beyond any typical movie, but you pointed out something that I hadn't even thought of. This is a movie. <laughs> right? Which <laughs> like Yes, that Type was, was thing-ish, I guess. Yeah, yes. It certainly was not a uh, thing. Most movies don't become things nope. in the current circumstances.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is, there's some, and I, I think, I mean, I think there are probably many reasons why it's hitting at exactly the right time and then just like breaking through to thingness. I mean, in a way, I literally described Borat the other day to somebody as the October surprise. <laughs> I was like, this movie might be the October surprise because uh-huh, uh-huh. here it is, this character. I mean, imagine... For one thing to stay relevant and then re-arrive 14 years later as a character is pretty remarkable to be and then to do it in such a way where it is the opposite of a rehash. It's like a dagger into the heart of American culture. He's showing up and he's showing up on like with YouTubers like he was on with David Dobrik, who if you have a 14 year old in the house, (laughs) you'll know.
0: Is a big deal, YouTuber. In the bullpen, I have David Dobrik, or I did as a thing. Dude, <laughs> uh, <maybe> totally,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a thing. And it just—I mean—the entire zeitgeist, I feel like, is filled with Borat. So many tweets about it. I mean, obviously, it made national news with the Rudy Giuliani thing. Like, I know this is a lot of real coming into our show, and I'm trying to avoid it. But there is just something about the combination of timing, attention. And I don't know, some sort of cultural accuracy that has just taken this into, I don't know, the thing, the thingosphere.
0: It has entered the thingosphere. It is not just the hyposphere, it is the thingosphere. Those are different things.
1: Yep. And I even saw, I think like the LA Times has a piece that's like the moment for more Borat, that for some reason, this is the moment. And oh my God, is it everywhere?
0: So to work through how, why is this a thing? I think part of it is that Borat's original appeal was uh, sending up stupidity Mm -hmm. and people who don't like Borat don't like it because it it feels exploitative that it's, you know, it's a gotcha thing where they're taking people and showing them at their worst and making fun of them. Right. But right now, I think because of the current circumstances there, there's more appetite for that in certain quarters, you know? And so it's it's feeding a hungry populace for, yes, show me the absurdity, point up the absurdity. The world is absurd, and I need someone absurd to shine a light on it. You Maybe know, that's it.
1: I think there is something to that, actually, because we have all – like so many of us, I think, feel unmoored from – I don't know from reality. Like you feel like you're taking crazy pills all the time when you live in a world where, you know, some people are saying this is true and the other people are saying this is true. And you're pretty sure this thing is true, but you literally have people looking you in the face and saying like, nah, this is not true. And I'm trying to stay away from specifics here, but what I mean is the 200 and something thousand people who have died. Right? Right. Like, this is not a thing. This is not a big deal and it's barely even happening and it's going to be gone. And you're just like, what wait I feel in the in the immortal words of Will Ferrell uh in Blades of Glory I feel like I'm taking crazy pills and along comes Borat in the craziest possible container and is basically like pops the balloon lets all the helium out and tells you nope it's it's just as bananas as you think and maybe that's why it's like weirdly helpful
0: I am curious about something, and I thought of this a couple of nights ago, and then Justin Robert Young mentioned it on his Politics, Politics, Politics program. How has Borat not avoided getting canceled? Right. Because this is terrible. He's making fun of an ethnic population that he is not a member of.
1: Mm -hmm. Not to mention all the other things.
0: Well, yeah, that's just the beginning of it. But that's, you know, yeah. Yeah. At base. Like, I'm... I'm (laughs) and And I'm not advocating that he should get canceled. I'm not even treating that. I'm not even approaching that. I'm just saying in a world where you can do very little and get cancelled. Warren mm-hmm. isn't
1: yeah i I know maybe it it's I don't know if it's just that. I have heard that this movie that people are reacting to the homophobia of it. As homophobia, as opposed to a skewering of homophobia, and I don't, I haven't watched it, so I don't know for sure. Okay, um, all right. But that's I've heard a I've, little I've heard bit that. of that. that. Makes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's it. The fact that that's it is also like you would think that this is just not of our time at all. This right. entire character and concept,
0: like not cool anymore. I know, hmm. but it's, interesting to me. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my next thing is going to help us deal with all of this. Frankly.
1: Oh, great! Hit me. Ah, yes. breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, Tell me more. uh, It's the the rule of threes. Uh, I saw someone tweeting about it and didn't really pay much attention, but it was somebody that I usually, you know, pay pay attention to. I was like, oh, that's interesting talking about deep breathing. I guess maybe they're into meditation, right? Then the economist was interviewing someone, and I wish I could remember who, and I apologize that I can't, Uh, but it was someone uh, in the medical profession who was saying, you know, one of the really interesting things is that we're finding that just slowing down your breathing is, is important and has measurable effects, uh, on, uh, reducing inflammation, uh, and, and other positive effects. And we need to study this more. Uh, but, but just slowing down your breathing, taking deep breaths. And he had a whole explanation of how, you know, the way we have evolved means that we don't breathe properly anymore because of both, uh, walking upright and how that changed, uh, our, our basic structure, but also, uh, the way we, we sit and stand differently now than we did, you know, back on the Savannah, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't really know all the details and can't, can't really give all of that directly, but he's like, if you, if you think, about your breathing and slow down your breathing, it really does relax you. It, and it doesn't have to be meditation. Everybody thinks, mm-hmm. "Oh, you, you got to go and do a you know a minute of silence and say oh, He's like, you can just slow down your breathing at any time, and you will feel the effects. I've been so after I heard that, I started doing it. I was like, "Yeah, this actually kind of works." And then I found an article in the journal Breathe uh, mm-hmm. for respiratory professionals. Called the physiological effects of slow breathing in the healthy human, uh, citing a lot of anecdotal evidence on uh, hemodynamics and heart rate variability and and sinus arrhythmia, et cetera, et cetera, and and calling for more research. Basically, so like let's let's find out what's what's behind the anecdotes and right. what what actually works and what doesn't. Like what and why does it work? Yeah, yeah. Huh. W- wow. So
1: do you feel like you're hearing about it more recently? Well, I mean, this am certain rule, that this you is the rule are, of threes,
0: right? I heard it on oh, Twitter. Oh, right, I heard it right, on right, The yeah, Economist. And then I saw and the journal I said, article. So, I'm, And the journal article showed up on Hacker News. This was not me going out looking um, for it. It just, yeah. somebody posted it to Hacker News, like, hey, check out this thing.
1: Which, as I even as I said that, I'm like, of course. Of course it's a thing right now, because anxiety is probably right. as high as it's ever
0: been. Mm-hmm. So people are and looking into anything uh-huh. that will help with that. Yeah. And
1: I will say that I started doing like the daily yoga thing, yeah. And I really think that the biggest part of it that was helpful was the part where I would spend twenty to thirty minutes every day just breathing, yeah. deep breathing. I mean, yes, right. yay muscles or whatever, but yeah. Fascinating. So, true story about deep breathing. When I was a teenager, was when mm, Shirley MacLaine wrote this b- book about having out of body experiences. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you remember
0: this. I'm totally. Oh, I'm I remember. I Shirley MacLaine became a byword for out of body experience or yes, paranormal exactly. stuff for a while. Like, what are you, Shirley yep. MacLaine? Ha ha ha! Yeah, totally. Remember
1: totally. That. And so I read that book, and I was like, "Ooh, I am going to do this." And so I would lay in bed every night, and I would practice all the things that Shirley MacLaine said could help mm-hmm. you have an out of body experience, which is basically like relaxation techniques and deep breathing so you focus on your breathing and then you would like relax like tense and relax each part of your body and whatever and i can tell you that although i never ever did have an out-of-body experience i got awesome at falling (laughs) asleep i can fall asleep anywhere i have this thing down to like a three minute cycle like i'm out that's
0: great Yep. Oh my gosh, that's it's amazing! Pretty remarkable. Because you you basically learned self hypnosis accidentally. I did. Yeah,
1: I did. I'm still hoping for the out of body experience, but I, I'll take it a lifetime. One of these of, days,
0: one of these days, of I'm going to see sleeping. you just floating over to L. A. Like Molly, get back to your body.
1: Tap tap tap. Tom will be like, "There's a logical explanation for this,
0: and it's called she did it."
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, inflatable paddle boards. That's, that's thing all you too. gotta say. That's Which all you really, gotta say. I mean, right? And how did I not put this in the show sooner? The good news <laughs> is that I think it was really this summer when the inflatable paddleboards hit like peak max Uber or unbelievably uh, unavoidable thing.
0: Yeah, some gr- some summers are hot girl summers. Some are inflatable paddleboard summers. Inflatable paddleboards. That's what boards. this one was. Yeah.
1: And I'm not saying that stand. This is separate. Stand up paddleboard had already been a thing. Right. Doing yoga and deep breathing on the stand-up paddleboard. All of that was a thing. And then (laughs) Uh at some point, some genius realized, and I think it's like Starboard is maybe the company. There was some company that came along and was like, oh, I have an idea. Which is that stand-up paddleboards are huge, heavy, hard to store, and hard to transport. And a cool thing would be if they were inflatable. And now they are. And everybody is buying, everyone I know is buying
0: these suckers. Everyone. This is uh, this is amazing. This is a revelation. You have changed my life.
1: Are you gonna get one? They're so fun. I got a <laughs> I actually got an inflatable kayak because now Honestly, it's spread to all kinds if, of inflatable water gear.
0: <laughs> if we lived on the west side still of Los Angeles, uh right close to the water, I wouldn't even be thinking about it. I'd be ordering one at the moment. I would be Molly wooding this during the show. Ah, that's uh, awesome. We would uh but we we don't live as close to water as I was I would like. Yeah. So I'll have to think Mm. about it before I order it. That's all I'm saying.
1: I mean, don't look at the link that I put in the doc, which is like mensjournal.com from like literally six days ago or something this month, being like six inflatable stand-up paddle boards that we love in 2020. But uh, go to Decathlon, my favorite French sporting goods site uh, and store. You might have a Decathlon in L.A. Um, They're like the IKEA of sporting goods. They're going to become a thing eventually, but there's only like four stores in the U.S. right now. But they have no middleman, and it's all sporting gear, and it's like super inexpensive because it's their own brand, house brand stuff. Get one there; it's great.
0: It's like three hundred bucks. Decathlon. Decathlon. They have them in the Bay Area, but not down here.
1: I know you could drive up. Decathlon, so great. I bought, but anyway, so I bought because they have led to an entire genre of inflatable water water sports stuff. I bought a uh, inflatable kayak. And my ex husband and his wife bought two inflatable paddle boards, and now we just have like a family set of gear, and it's nice, so great.
0: And then you just go out on Lake Merritt. And then,
1: speaking <laughs> of the rule of threes, they bought two. And then the other day, my friend texted me, and she was like, "I bought this fun thing—a stand-up paddle board. Come and meet me, uh-huh, for socially distanced, you know, water hangout in the bay." And I was like, "Boom, thing, just like yeah. that."
0: My my rule is. Two's a selection bias. Three's a thing.
1: Yep. Totally. I do know one other family that bought stand-up. It wasn't just the one family that bought two, to be clear.
0: Yeah. You got three. You got a legit
1: men'sjournal.com validates me as well. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Also very, very fun.
0: Stand-up paddleboard. Inflatable. Why? How did... This is another one. How did it take so long? I know. Think of that. Seriously. makes perfect sense. Because you just put it in a backpack. Because, I mean, paddleboard's... There are people who are very serious about it, who probably need a fiberglass paddleboard because they're competing in paddleboard competitions. But that's not most of us. No. We don't need that.
1: Nope. I was surprised to discover that, that the paddleboard is a more precise and difficult inflation um, challenge than the kayak, which hmm. only has to be like one and a half PSI. And then the paddleboard has to be at like 300.
0: Oh, is but, that because you're standing? Does that cause more pressure, I think so. Maybe? And it
1: needs to be even. Hmm. or something i don't really yeah. know but they right. but decathlon my favorite store sells a uh like a car pump that has a psi gauge on it which i'm sure they nice those.
0: decathlon decathlon let's get to your emails to feedback at it's thing.me uh fordo Fordo's actually listening oh, live hey. and checking in in the email it's two fordos we need a third and she's the thing
1: ah, <laughs> she's always been a thing
0: Yeah, Fordo's the original thing. Uh, (laughs) Fordo's checking in and catching up, writing, Apple cider vinegar is now such a thing that people in the know, not me, referred to it as ACV. What? People are now that familiar with this stuff. I had no idea. A friend who is a market researcher for a consumer products company that makes shampoo, a.k.a. the person in the know, told me this just recently. Dang. Nailed it. Also, my 14-year-old nephew sometimes says, Yes, and I had no idea where he got it. Now I know it's a thing. I'm using a UK SIM card in Europe, and when the provider texts me that roaming is available in new non-UK countries that I enter, I get text messages that say, Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Roaming is enabled for you in Croatia, Slovenia, Italy, etc. I figured the yes thing must be a thing if 3Mobile is using it, but felt good to have it confirmed by you all. Come to think of it, if a big company like 3 is now using it, that probably means it's on its way out soon, right? Yeah, probably right. Maybe, but Uh, still... Three of four, I think pandas are real. I really do. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. And four, Tom, I've enjoyed hearing about your interactions and adventures big and small with Eileen for more than 15 years now and have Hmm. decided that you two were the embodiment of hashtag relationship goals long before Kristen and Dax were. I think hashtag relationship goals with them were a thing a year or so ago. Ciao, my peeps.
1: Oh, and That's also so, nice. so
0: true. I got all melty heart when I read that.
1: I know. That is so sweet. Porto, mm. you're the best. You're the best. Thank you. Also, boy, we've all been around a, a minute, huh? Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the sentence I'm about to read. That is how good this is.
0: Mm-hmm. Landon,
1: the branding nerd, wrote in on Bland's. <laughs> when... Do you ever get an internal rhyme structure that solid? Too Let me good. say it again. Landon, the branding nerd, wrote in on blands.
0: It's like a, a warm up exercise for a poet. <laughs>
1: like it totally is. That's incredible. Uh, and says, Hi, Tom and Molly. Since I'm a branding nerd, I've been following the concept of blands, which were mentioned in the latest episode. This was basically the evolution of pastels into the realization that this like neutral branding palette is in fact a thing called Bland's, And uh, Landon writes, while not completely the same thing, I got a kick out of this site with all the material you need to become a Bland. You can find it
0: at (laughs) Blandbook.com. Totally (laughs) mundane (laughs) trademark. Why stand out when you were born to fit in?
1: We don't think Uh, different because we don't look different. It's a Bland (laughs) event speaker invite. Okay, that's really funny. And also shows us that Bland is a thing
0: on lots of levels. Bland social media guide. It's vital. We go viral. Because it's in dark.
1: Yep. We don't start trends. We follow them. (laughs) (laughs) Copyright 2020. I'm just saying because that is amazing.
0: Lee Price wrote in with a revival thing. Uh, look at what's on our screens. New editions of Press Your Luck, Supermarket Sweep returning this weekend, and The Weakest Link, hosted by a delightfully withering Jane Lynch. Ooh. It seems like reviving classic old game shows without any reality TV elements whatsoever is currently a thing. While we watch these, I'll be over here waiting for a better version of the ill-fated TV adaptation of You Don't Know Jack. They captured the feel of the video game, although the contestants truly didn't seem to know if they were supposed to play along with Paul Rubens as host being a jerk or not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Life is confusing these days. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a yes, a thumbs up on that. I think there is like a revival thing and yeah. it could just be the difficulty of production these days, but there is is a bit of a
0: production, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Fascinating. Um, all right. And then finally, Paul wrote in with Taco Bell thoughts. And now I want Taco Bell again and says, I too am disappointed in the changes Taco Bell is making. The Mexican pizza was my reason to visit, but the loss of potatoes may be even greater, considering it was their best meat alternative that lived in tacos, burritos, and cheesy bowls. Part of this removal is clearly to sunset items that aren't worth the value menu they were on. However, in the case of the Mexican pizza, Taco Bell blames the packaging that must be used to serve said item. Explaining the Mexican pizza removal decision, the brand noted that its packaging is annually annually responsible in the U.S. for 7 million pounds of paperboard material.
0: Okay, but they just came out with a big nachos thing that's got, like, a huge box. Oh. And mm-hmm. they've got all kinds of other things, like tostadas. That re- I don't know if I... I, I, don't I know. I believe that they're saying that. I'm not doubting the emailer here. I'm just, right. like, I'm doubting We're their doubting explanation. We're doubting the Taco Bell. Yeah, I'm well, like...
1: And- the Wrap Supreme comes in paper. Right, right. Well, and then I was about to offer a potential solution that just turned the the, the Mexican pizza into a wrap Supreme. So, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carrie Townsend also wrote in uh, saying that they, they make uh, the Mexican pizza with crispy flour tortillas, not the regular tortillas. And I had a little back and forth of like, maybe they can just crisp up the existing tortillas and make me one and she's like "Mm, no they're different like "Ah, crap
1: all right Uh, i'm just you know what this is just telling me i'm gonna need to order it for tonight when i watch borat because the mexican pizza's still on the menu so far get it while you can totally going to
0: all right it is now time for the greatest part of any show that has ever been created in the world (laughs) Uh, This week, our shout-outs, as created by our producer, Rich, are from the blog Idea Generator, powered (laughs) by GPT-3, the machine learning algorithm.
1: Wow. All right. Awesome. So here's what you could put on your blog if you, too, supported the show at the shout-out level, patreon.com slash its thing. Here we go. Brad Sparks is a co-founder of Open Energy Info, which is an open source project. He aims to provide accurate and publicly available information on energy, specifically electricity. In this interview, they talk about climate change, his involvement in the open source movement, and what he has learned about energy.
0: So here's the thing, folks. All Rich does is tell the machine learning algorithm Brad Sparks, and it created all of that on its own. Fascinating. We asked Mike... Aikens about breaking stereotypes what it's like to be a young businessman and what other people can learn from ted prize winner mohammed yanus
1: and actually uh producer rich says in the discord the prompt was it's a thing shout outs <laughs> even better. which which explains the noun that will appear repeatedly in this next blurb how do you get a shout out from influencers on social media <laughs> Learn how to get a shout out from top influencers, including Lee Price, Kevin Sill, and more. Includes free videos, tools, and methods for how to get a shout out from influencers, as well as how to get a shout out on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter,
0: and more. Using shout outs to grow your business. Shout outs are (laughs) posts that draw attention to Gabrielle Cohen and her business. You do this by being creative and thinking outside the box. Here's how to use shout outs to enhance your business. I'm Tom Merritt for Tech Republic. I mean, amazing. Uh,
1: As the holidays approach, people are scrambling to come up with ways to say thank you to their friends and family. Instead of the same old greeting cards and fruit baskets, why not do something a little more personal? With these apps and sites, you can create personalized videos, customizable printable cards, and come up with other creative ways to say
0: thanks to Louis St. Amour. (laughs) Wow, buried the lead. That was awesome. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Andrew Wyatt is the latest winner Of the Shoutout Scholarship The travel blogger will receive A $1,500 scholarship Proceeds from the Shoutout Scholarship Benefit the SPJ Florida Pro Chapter
1: (laughs) Is it good for my business To do shoutouts? What distinguishes a shoutout From a retweet? Eric Duncan
0: (laughs) It's like a pull quote That's great (laughs) oh my god mashable a global news website headquartered in new york boasts more than 25 million twitter followers and 2.5 million fans on facebook it entertains informs and inspires millions of people around the world especially jake woods who is in the forefront of social media (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea mashable was mostly targeted towards jake yeah i i
1: I mean wow now it seems obvious but influence is what that is it's influence Uh,
0: no kidding that is so good how do you do
1: it how does he do it we'll never know because he'll never tell us because job security
0: also because he's not real he's a machine learning algorithm
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone for listening to it's a thing thank you for supporting it's a thing clearly it makes our entire week just to talk about you. Uh, you can become a member of It's a Thing and get access to our Discord where you can talk with your fellow It's a Thing listeners. You'll also get an ad free RSS feed and much more. Patreon.com
0: slash it's a thing. Don't forget that email address. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Keep the things coming.
1: Keep them coming. See you next week. Bye. Bye.